This podcast is brought to you by cbj.com slash beats. If you need a beat for your next album, mixtape, or demo project, check out cbj.com slash beats. That's S-L-E-E-P-E-J dot com slash beats. Warning, this podcast may offend some people unintentionally. So if you get offended easily, you are advised to turn off now. And if you're still here listening, thanks and enjoy the show. What's up with the world? It's your boy CBJ. You're tuning in to Sleep Talking Podcast. I appreciate each and every single one of you guys for checking me out. Today I have a special guest, my cousin. Why do you like calling me special? Because you need a special helmet. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. I don't appreciate everyone calling me special. <laughs> I didn't ride the little bus. Now it's not my fault they didn't have a little bus at that time, but still. <laughs> you what never could get on the bus. <laughs> They made me walk. <laughs> Anyways, he's not really, well, he should probably be special needs, but he's not really special needs. But anyways, yeah, I am in Dallas, Texas recording this one. I mentioned that last week that I'd be down here. So um, those of you guys don't know who he is, he is my partner in VMP. He d- helps me find talent, mostly helps me find shows in Texas, really, but we say that he helps me find talent. I have been the only one to find talent, at least in the last few years. That's not my fault. I, um, yeah, I don't have a good excuse, but that's not my fault. <laughs> Nonetheless, um, today we're just going to kind of run through this. I, I did not do my due diligence as far as for trying to plan out things to talk about. I do know a few things that have happened since Tuesday, so not a lot of things have passed usually I, I wait till monday to see what all went through and just kind of pick things apart but with that being said we'll go ahead and jump right into this the newest thing that i seen when i got up today um are you familiar with who takashi 69 is no i'm not familiar with anything because <laughs> all right takashi 69 he is a mexican rapper from new york yeah i know who you're talking about He's got the rainbow hair and all that. Yeah, For yeah, anyone yeah. that doesn't know who he is, he's got the rainbow hair. He's got 6ix9ine tattooed all over him. He's one of the biggest internet trolls out there today. He does a lot of <clears throat> videos to taunt people saying, test my gangster. And apparently someone tested his gangster yesterday. I didn't hear about that. <laughs> so apparently yesterday he got, <clears throat> and now I'm not really clear on all the details, from what I can tell, he was either kidnapped or he was just mugged. Either way, and it resulted with him getting pistol whipped and robbed. Well, either, I don't know if he was actually kidnapped because he, when he talked to the police, he said he didn't know anything about the kidnapping. But it is confirmed that he was pistol whipped because they showed his face all beat up and they showed him in the hospital. So that much we do know. See, that's the difference. All right, look, let, let's break it down simply. When we were kids, twenty years ago, however I'm long not ago, that old, sir. Shut your face! Do not, yes, do, not you were. To, do not try to date me that old, <laughs> Ninja. You're like forty-five ish at least. So, anyways, not even. At, at least twenty years ago, when kids were out there causing trouble, yes, we did stupid things. But before the whole sagging phase, you had your pants upright. 
If you cause trouble, you could run and jump fences. We were all pros at jumping fences. Whether it's because we were doing something stupid or we were in a girl's place and then we were getting away from getting done something stupid too. <laughs> so we knew how to do that basic stuff. When we were out there putting our chest out, telling people, you don't want to test this, we had something to back it up. And if we didn't, you got learned. You got taught. And you didn't go out there telling the whole wide world, hey, test me, test me. Because if you got tested, you got killed or you killed. You know, it just is different. These kids now, they put their chest out. Well, they don't even. They, they put their blouse out <laughs> and they act like they got some when the whole world knows they got nothing. I think for him, he has like. He has an OG. Like, it's been pretty much every time he's gotten into anything that I've seen, there's been, I don't know the guy's name, but there's been someone that's like, if anyone touches him, they got to go through me or whatever. And for the most part, for whatever reason, people fall back to that. I'm surprised it's taken this long because he's gone from, like, coast to coast. He's even come down south. And I thought for sure when he got down, I was actually disappointed in the fact that he got down to Dallas and Houston and they didn't get him. Like, I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know what what's happened. I don't know the difference in the generation. And not that I necessarily want people getting hurt, but if you're going to keep taunting people to try you, then now I want to see how tough you really are. Like, if Mike Tyson ran off at the mouth the way he did and wasn't able to back it up, you wouldn't be like, oh, my God. I, you know, you'd be like, why do you keep talking? You keep getting slapped up. The fact that no one has touched him and it's been – I think at least six months, if not a complete year of him doing this and it's taken this long. I think that's like really the story behind it. Like how did it take him this long to get robbed and slapped around? The few G's that are still out there just don't care. Well, when he went to Houston, uh, Jay Prince um, didn't let him in the show. Now they've, there's been a few different stories on why he wasn't allowed from Jay Prince. Like some of it was, you're not going to disrespect us like that. And some of it was like, he's, You've caused so many problems everywhere you've gone. We don't want those problems here. So it wasn't necessarily that they felt like he was doing anything. They just were like, you know what? We know how our city is. It's better for you not to hit the stage because it's going to go down if you go. Exactly. Uh, the, the, there's still some G's out there that know how to run the game. And then they just don't need to bring that attention. It's the, the whole mafia thing, man. Yeah. You go up to somebody who's in a real mafia. You go up there and you play games with them. They'll smile at you. They'll do nothing. Your car blows up. I mean, that's you, true. Things happen. Yeah. So I don't know. I found it interesting that it like I, there's still things coming out about it. I find it a little funny that like I said, he got pistol whipped and I've seen him comment on like Nicki Minaj posted a picture with him uh, today, and he had asked her if she still loved him even though he got beat up, and she was like, "Of course." And I was just thinking like that's. I don't know. It's just weird. It's just a difference in the the generation, because there after the gangsters that were in hip hop at one time, there was that whole fake gangster phase where everyone was trying to be tough through their lyrics and they were getting robbed of their chains and things like that. And again, I'm not trying to advocate like if you're gonna be out here, be super thug or whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me, but if you're gonna be out here, you're gonna talk the way you tough. Like be aware of what you're talking tough about and what's the consequence to doing what you're doing. So. Um, and that that's my point with it, too. I mean, this, this kid's out there, you know. My thing is that they're stupid. Like, you, if you're going to, like, 
I I have a hard time doing a lot of stuff because of affiliations with people. You don't want to get people, you know, oh, you weren't supposed to be here. You weren't supposed to be there or anything that could be considered questionable. So you don't want to be on camera or you don't want to be putting everything on blast. So as an artist, you want to be seen. But at the same time, if you're moving with a bunch of people that aren't supposed to be seen because of the things that they do might be questionable, it makes it hard in the conflict. I'm finally at a point now where like either you're going to be a part of the movement or you need to move out the way because I'm I'm on a trajectory. And so that's kind of where I'm at with it. But for him, he's a lot younger. And a lot of these people are on the Internet showing case. It's still stuff. a game to them, bro. Yeah, it, it, it's always been a game because they don't understand that. There were real ones. There are real ones, and yeah. they're not. And, yeah, and, that, that's, and that's no disrespect. I know it sounds like, like it's just me throwing shade at them or whatever. But that's why a they can get away with it for so long, or b why no one respects the fact that they're out there doing that stuff because you know that it, it's a game. It's a show. It's not real. If you were real thug, if you were real uh, uh, OG right there. You ain't going to go out there and, and tell everybody, see if you can catch me or whatever the heck he yeah, says. Yeah, that's true. The It's interesting also, though, like, last week I think they finally caught everyone that was involved in Triple uh, X's murder. Did you hear about that? That they caught him? Nah. Well, they caught one guy, and I think he started snitching and started telling on everyone. But the thing that caught him up was that he went on Instagram Live or his IG story and he was telling everybody, like, he was telling someone in his crew, he was like, you keep messing with me, I'm going to, you know, you're going to get done like, oh, boy. They got him caught up while I'm going on the, you know, obviously the, the police came through, started working through all that. And now that he got caught, he started telling on the other three guys that were involved. But it's part of social media today. Everyone's constantly updating their stuff. And... The jacket, like showing off, wasn't a thing to do um, in the nineties. And again, there's just well, the difference I mean, in the tr- truth is it wasn't. It wasn't. But you look at it. The cats that were out there tagging everything up with their name. Guess what? The police knew who they were. They were like, "Oh yeah, that guy's alias is such and such." They're like, how do we know? Because he tags everything up with that. So we know that he's just uh, this person. So people were out there being stupid back then, too. But the ones that were able to do it and not get caught, not go to prison, those were the ones that said, yeah, well, I'm not going to put my name everywhere and let you know that I was the one that committed this crime. It's the same thing, but on a much larger scale. It's not just your local precinct now like it was then. Now it's, hey, the whole FBI and everybody in the world and they mama know what you did because you're out there bragging. Right. Um. <clears throat> Other things that happened in the news, like music-wise, did you hear the story about Mike Tyson and the locks and uh, Eve? No, I didn't hear that. (laughs) So they were on the Drink Champs podcast, and it's just it's a funny story to me. I thought it was like I always get a kick out of Mike Tyson stories. Anyone that has a good Mike Tyson story, whenever he shows up, threatens to beat up the bouncers or whatever the case is. And it's just kind of funny because we all, if you've seen Mike Tyson in the 90s, you know he was kind of wild, did what he wanted. No one ever really stepped to him. So they were going on about the story about how there was no real women at this party. Mike Tyson was Mike Tyson in his prime, just got out of prison, I think, at the time. And the locks was there. The whole Rough Riders crew uh, were there. The only girl that was there 
was Eve. So he focused in on Eve and was like just eyeballing her. And everyone in the locks is like, we love Mike Tyson. We've been hanging out for Mike Tyson for a long time. He's our homie, whatever, whatever the case. But we see him eyeballing Eve and we're just sitting there thinking like, man, we can't, we can't beat up this guy. Like anybody else, we'd be like, we're, we're going there with him. But we're not going to be able to beat up Mike. Like this is Mike Tyson here. Nobody can beat up Mike Tyson. So they were like, they're like, so we started divvying it up. Like, look, you're going to stab him. We're going to hold him on each arm. The first two guys are getting knocked out, so you better not miss with the knife because <laughs> it's going to go down. And it was just funny because they was like, they told Eve to get out of there just to try and avoid that whole situation. And it was like, how did Luch get, wind up being? Well, because he's bigger than us. So we just felt like he had to be stronger than us and hope that he didn't get knocked out in the process of us trying to hold, <laughs> hold Mike Tyson back. And it's just like a funny story to think like, these people were partying with Mike and they considered him a friend yet. They still thought like, we might have to poke this guy just because he's looking at Eve like sideways. Come on, Jay, you know, me and you've been to that type of party. I, I mean, yeah, maybe but we not literally back. Mike Tyson, but we had that situation. Come yeah, up. But, but our mind frame wasn't that we were going to ever get beat up. Even if it would have been Mike Tyson. No, no, it was like, <laughs> man, can you believe we're going to have to kill homie? <laughs> yeah. Like it's, I don't want to do this. Please, please don't let him get mad or have to make us do this. Exactly. I mean, it was it wasn't that we want to kill somebody. It was like, well, I ain't gonna die. <laughs> like, well, for the record, no one was ever killed, but we just didn't want to have to do it if it was put to that situation. Oh yeah, I'm just <laughs> saying, you know. Oh, uh, side note: Have you um, turned on the TV at all today? I have not. I've been running all day, so because I know the whole world is uh, big um, golf fans. Tiger Woods was actually uh, having a chance to win a, a major tournament today. I didn't even know. I thought he retired. Yeah, the whole world did. Um, no, he's had Everybody like, but him? Yeah. He's had like 30 million back surgeries. And, and ever yeah. since his wife uh, beat him with a club or whatever happened. Um, all this is alleged because we don't know. But ever since all that stuff happened, yeah, he, he's been god awful. He'll play a couple rounds and then he'll have another back surgery. Well, today he he was... Just on. leading, yeah. yeah. He he had a good chance, and he ended up every, every, fifth overall. That was rigged. Everyone was leaving him. Too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, for for a minute he looked good, and then uh, then I don't know if it was just age or it, it looked like it was a hard golf course. But they're pros, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, I seen Tony Romo was doing pretty decent. I don't think he was. I don't think he was expecting to win, but they they were interviewing him, and he was. Yeah, he won an amateur yeah. tournament um, last week or something. Yeah, so it sounds like he's doing decent. Um, I guess it's better than getting hit in football. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, he turned down that check so he can stay an amateur, so he can try to make it onto the pro tournament if he wins a, an amateur, um, I don't know, competition, whatever it's called. Right. But, yeah, I mean, you know, you're you're not working every day at football. You got to go out there and do something. So he's playing golf. Of course, he's going to get better. I mean, if you slow down, like he's used to high intensity training. So if you you slow down from that pattern, like I hear, uh, I finally started hearing that uh, Brett Favre is starting to really feel all those years of football. Uh, not that finally, like I wanted it to, but they're just saying like after all these years of him finally being retired, it's starting to. He's in a lot of pain. He's got to take a lot of painkillers and things like that from all the injuries that he's had over the years which is not not good no one wants to hear it but he's not as active as so it, it's obviously taking its toll on him yeah life will always uh 
always catch up to you, when, especially when you've done something like that. But all the people that have done construction or right. any job that beats your body up, boxers, whatever it is, when, when you've done that for your career for 20, 25 years, yeah, it, it's going to catch up to you eventually. And, you know, it, it doesn't shock me that it's finally catching up to Brett because for a few years he was going around like, damn, I can still play. I should I'm, just play. I'm, I'm wondering to see what we're going to see from uh... – Brady. I think Brady still thinks that he's got another four years in him. Uh, Brady thinks that, but I think Brady's juicing. I mean, uh, personally, I mean, it, it's not just because I hate on the fella, because I do. But, it, it well, look, it's because he got so much love early on. When, before he was good, he won his three championships. Then right. he did become great. But th- that said, I really do think he's juicing. I mean, look, uh, that whole, oh, it was, I, how could I tell that? People took air out of the football. I would never – whatever, man. I coached youth football for 12 years. Anytime that ball felt soft, we laughed and we joked. We were like, hey, maybe the kids will do better now. Because we knew that it didn't have enough air in it. The football team knew. They were like, yeah, we want the one that doesn't have enough air in it. It, it makes it easier. So Brady knew. So if he's willing to do that as a professional, I think he's juicing. The, the guy that he's working with, his uh, trainer – that's what he's known for, for um, having athletes juice. So I don't, I don't know much about any of his trainers or anything like that. I'd, you wouldn't. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just kind of curious because he at least. I mean, I'm I'm more. I'm, I don't pay attention to him. Like he's in his own league or whatever. He's doing his own thing. I'm more or less interested to see what's going to happen with um, Roethlisberger. Someone else thinks that he's ready to retire. I think he's still got an arm on him. I don't know if he's necessarily like physically. I see him get hurt every season and I don't know that he has it in him to go another four or five years, but I, I typically expect most quarterbacks to make it 20 years. And I still think he's got like four or five before he's there. Well, he cut back on his serial rape allegation things that he used to do in the off season. So maybe, maybe that'll help him. Now that he's not going out and allegedly raping all these women that he's allegedly raped. I have no idea about his <laughs> rape allegations. So, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. But um, you're a Cowboys fan, so we can we can go here. How do you feel about uh, Prescott? I think he's good, man. I, I think he's the real deal. Do you? But I, uh, Okay, let me say that with an asterisk. I say he's the real deal. <laughs> But to me, that means that he can be easily a Alex Smith. And I think Alex Smith is a really good quarterback who, if he would have had the same coordinator for any of his first four or five years, then he could have developed into a special type of talent. But either way, he's a winning quarterback that just doesn't make mistakes. And I think that's what Dak would be. I'm thinking we're going to see – he's going to be tested this season. Um I've talked about it on previous episodes about the uh, people taking their stands. And I find it interesting. Um, everyone takes different stands when it comes to to protests. Like, some people are protesting because they don't like the new rules that they're giving the players to have to go through. But at the same time, I'm also seeing a lot of people um, saying that they're not. Like, because of the, the new rules, which I think I just heard that they're, they're trying to overturn the new rule. You're talking about where the... Where the players can't kneel? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the funny thing is a couple of the owners have – I know the New York Giants – I just read it on Twitter today. The New York Giants owner 
came out in um, support of the players uh, and against Donald Trump saying um, that he's going to support the players. And, and there was another owner, I don't remember who it was, Jets who said, said that he's going to pay any of the players' fines. The Jets players said that, or the Jets owner said that um, when the new rule came out. But the problem with that was none of the Jets kneeled last year. So I don't know if well, they had anybody to be worried about paying their fines. Um, but at the same time, uh, when when Ka- Kaepernick first did it, yeah, a couple people went ahead and said, you know what? And, and they knelt. And then a couple more and a couple more. And, right. and the conscience catches up to some people. And then some of the guys, after the league took a hard stance against it, that's when some of the guys said, you know what? Now I'll kneel in support of him. But I think most of them took that knee because they called them son of a bitches, not even necessarily because. Either way, uh, yeah. you're, you're questioning their right to do so. Well, I know, and most people don't necessarily know this, but like if you when you go to work for any corporation, a lot of times in the paperwork that you wind up signing on your first day of hire, you sign that. There's certain things you won't do. Depends on the company, but yeah, yeah. like if well, you're yeah. if you're a teacher and then uh, you get arrested for buying a prostitute, yeah, then they see that on file, and since everything has to be public because you're a public worker, then yeah, you can get fired. So even though that was your own time, whatever, whatever, right? That yeah, that type of stuff happens at most and, jobs. Yeah, and you know if you're at McDonald's or something like that, they're not going to tell you whatever. But they still tell you you can't wear certain hairstyles or things of that nature. And you could be like, well, it's for breast cancer awareness and you dyed your hair pink for that. They're going to tell you, well, They might make the exception. They might not. But, yeah, you you have to follow rules, whatever it is. Not only kicker to that is, though. The NFL, you got a players union. You you have. And that's what I'm saying. The union stepped in and said that, you know, we weren't talked to before we didn't agree to this yeah so i don't know but anyways i I find it i'm curious to see who's gonna still watch um because at this point i don't know who's who's watching like i don't necessarily watch in real time i either catch pre-recordings or or re-recordings and you know whatever i I don't usually get it in real time i wind up watching it through updates on my phone so my viewership doesn't necessarily count a friend of mine said that him and his dad are considering not watching the Cowboys this year. So I was like, it's interesting because I don't – like, I quit ordering Papa John's, even though it's my favorite, like, chain pizza, before this last incident. But I was like, that was my stance. I was like, yeah, I don't like his supporting system. I don't like the fact that I've been hearing a lot of these little things that he's an asshole thing like that. So I was like, before he got to the point where he was forced to stand down and all that – I made my stance as far as for that um, because that's my money going into his pocket versus, like, my viewership doesn't count because I don't actually view. See, the whole Jamil Hill thing for ESPN, yeah, that took me off of not just watching ESPN but listening to it on the radio or logging on to the website and, and going there. And, and that, for me, was something I did multiple times a day whether uh, it was watching any of the ESPN programs or listening to them on radio or just logging on. At very least, I logged on every day for I don't know how many years. Um, So I did that for almost a year until the president uh, quit. And and for me, that was actually what I said. I said, I'm banning ESPN or I'm boycotting ESPN until the president leaves. Yeah, anytime you ever came to my house, ESPN was on. 
uh, pretty much any time just because that's what you watch. Or even yeah. when you lived in St. Louis at that for that little time, you were always it was on a constant feed, really. Even though it was the same thing all the time. Exactly. So that that was very difficult for me. Yeah. Um, to not watch it, to not listen to it. I, I love sports. Right. So for me to cut out the biggest sports entertainment um network was yeah. difficult. Same time for this whole football thing. I'm telling you, man, it's hard. But Jerry Jones is pushing me to, it's hard, to, to want to not watch the Cowboys. Now, that said, Jerry. It makes it hard to want to, like, if you're like, all right, I'm going to disconnect with them and pick another team. If, if I then, didn't see how much Jerry helped out his, his black players uh, throughout yeah. their careers, I mean, how well he's treated Michael Irvings and, and all kinds of guys, it, it's like. Okay, nothing that I've ever seen of you tells me that you're racist. Nothing. Yeah. But you are supporting of Donald Trump, and you are he's, backing he's, your he's a your capitalist. dollar. And it it just irks me though. It makes it hard for me. I, I promise, if I if I'd seen less of his uh, his taking care of his players. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a question. I would have so, given up on the team. Yeah, the thing about being a Cowboys fan, Jerry makes it hard. And at this point, I'm questioning um, as a Cowboys fan because the last, I want to say probably since 2010, I've probably had my heart broken enough times that every year I say I'm not going to be a Cowboys fan next year. I need to find a new team um, because they get so close, and then it's like, oh, and I know at the end of the day, it's Jerry. Because Jerry is in control of his coach. Like, we all know his coach is is pretty much being run by him. So I hate to see season after season, like, why didn't we do this? Why didn't we do that? Or you throw so much money at a player that, yeah, they're they're good. But you threw so much money at them, now we don't have any money for anything else. He's a gambler, man. Yeah. It it is what it is. He got the team by gambling, and he... We got our first three Super Bowls by gambling. I mean, I you know, say what you want to. It was him. It was Jimmy as far as uh, who orchestrated, orchestrated the trade for Herschel Walker. Whatever it is. Either way, you have to make a gamble to do that. Yeah, I mean, but even still, it's again, it makes it hard. Like uh, this, offseason, this, I, this, this offseason that we're in right now. I've been watching, like, I'm watching more closely now than I've ever watched before, and it has nothing to do with the protests. It's just more that my involvement in, in sports, like doing fantasy leagues and things like that. Truth be told, though, it looks like Jerry's um, not running the stuff as much as he used to. I will give like, you that. At, at, at this everything point, that I, I'm hearing, it's I'm thinking his it's son. Garrett. I'm thinking, no. I'm, no, I'm thinking it's Garrett doesn't have what it takes. Oh, Garrett's to, fault that we're losing? Yeah. Yes, it's Garrett's <laughs> fault that we're losing. <laughs> Like it's a combination. And no, I, no, 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 no. For me, it's a combination because you're think wrong. <laughs> it's a combination because Jerry is the one that overall he says what he wants. We all know that. This is the problem, and I, I've told you we've had many conversations about it. When Garrett first took over, he was so concerned with whatever the media said. He he would hear people say, "Oh, this game we didn't throw it enough." You know what? Let's throw it a T.O. 25 times the next game. Right. So he'd throw it to T.O. 25 times, and then we'd lose. Look, man, right. do what you do, 
and win. He's because not, he's not the hard ass coach that you're used to. Whenever no, like and, like Belichick, you can say what you want about him as a coach. Like he cheats or whatever the case is, but at the end of the day, you know what? He's doing what he wants to do to win. Yeah, and and Garrett's not doing it. And, and Garrett, if he hears enough negativity about how he's doing it, he will change. He right. he will go the other way. He will listen to what's said, and that's not a good thing. Look, yes, you do want to learn from your mistakes. But what Garrett's problem is, he's too susceptible to listening to what the media says of what and, he needs and to do. See, and I don't know if it's necessarily all him because it could be Jerry, Jerry in his ear. Yeah. And that's very possible. But either way, when you're the head coach of the team, yeah. your boss can be telling you this and that. And you should nod your head and say, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And do what you need to do. If you that's feel true. that your uh, method works. Right. Tell your boss, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. And you go out there and do what you do, and then your team's going to succeed if you're right, if what you're doing actually works. Right. Yeah, so I'm not very hopeful for this season as a as, I am. as a fan just because I like the people that we've picked up as far as for um, – I like Freeman. I like uh, Alan Hearns. I think they're both good receivers. I don't think that they necessarily make up for a dead. For Dez? No. <laughs> Here's the problem, though. Dez has been disappointing. Look, I love the guy now, but for the longest, I wanted to get rid of him. Um, we are in a I'm position, though. I'm on the fence though, about him. So, I mean, I, I, as, I'm on the fence about him because I don't think he has – I don't think he's as talented as he believes he is. I think you're wrong. I think he is as talented as he believes, but – he doesn't have that it factor to put him over the top. You can have all the time in the world, but if you don't have that mindset, it don't matter. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't think he's got, he's as talented as he thinks he is as far as for, um, the hands that like he, he comes in, he has great catches. And I mean, I love him whenever he, he makes those playmakers, but I think he's, I think he's a 50, 50 spot regardless. Well, I, I'm, I'm telling you, you're wrong. And, and, <laughs> no, I mean, I know I'm just laughing because no, he, here's the deal. Michael Irvin, about four or five years ago, I remember listening to uh, him on the radio saying, yeah, because somebody was asking him, well, why don't you help Dez? He says, well, here's the deal. I talked to Dez. I've showed him on film. I've told him, this is what you're doing wrong. This is why you're not getting that push off right there. This little tweak right here will get you free so much more. And he, he, he went through the technicalities of what he wanted him to do. Right. Like he, he said the technical verbiage and all that jazz. But... He says, and once I told him that, he kind of shrugged me off. He said, the young man is good, but he won't take the knowledge that we try to give him. Yeah. So that's I why I say that. he has he, the he's talent. He's the arrogance. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, in his mind, he's. He has yeah. the talent, but he won't use the tools that people are giving to bring you. that out. And, I and, see that. and that's what I'm saying with it. Now, we're losing his talent, um, and that's going to hurt. Yeah. But because he is underwhelming because he didn't take those things that were told. Right. It, it's going to not hurt as much as it should. The thing that's going to hurt, and I know people are tired of Witten, but the fact that Witten's gone and that safety security blanket. That's going to hurt. We yeah. went a decade here in Dallas in between Jay Novacek and, uh, and him and yeah. Jason Witten searching for someone who was adequate. So I think – like I, well, that's what I'm saying. But with, with both of them being gone, I think it makes it really hard because I think whenever you take uh, Freeman and Hearns, like I think they were adequate additions when you take out Butler and Williams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like I think not, and I because I think I, they're I better. I think they're better than them. That they that they're yeah. an upgrade if you just replace them. Yeah, but, but not for yeah. And so that's where I was like, uh, we're still short he, when you take out Dez and you take out Witten. I'll tell you what the kicker is going to be. But I, I'm hearing good things about um, what's the guy, uh, the running back gathers. Oh, okay, Rico. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's got talent too. So, but he but, can stay healthy. Yeah. <laughs> the the bigger thing is going to be though if we're feeding Zeke. If yeah, Zeke I mean that's going to make a big difference. But my thing really is Sean Lee. Like I, even if if I felt the offense has been decent enough that we're fine. Like it's it's not going. You're it's talking not, about the fact that the D falls apart without Sean yeah, Lee. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I think we added depth that's going to uh, secure and, and, it in, in case that, he goes down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm hoping we may still make that trade with um, with Seattle for uh, for 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 Earl Thomas. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. that would that would make me feel totally. Comfortable. I would feel I feel a lot better. About I still that. see eleven wins with this team. The difference is going to be though, we'll make the playoffs. I, I see, barring a major injury to a quarterback or running back or um, left tackle, and even if the left tackle goes out, I think we our offensive line has the depth this year. But barring a major injury like that, um, I see us making the playoffs. The question is, are coaches going to cause us to lose? Yeah. We have the talent to win it all, I, but, but the coaches had for almost ten years now, I think, off and on. For I mean, for the most part, for a season here and there, we've had at least one team that could have done it. Like, oh yeah, yeah, we we've had several chances. The thing is, though, the coaching shoots us in the foot. I'm, that's what I'm so saying. So the the coaching has helped us in some spots, but then they hurt us in others. I almost think that the. Um, what was the coach? Is he still? I don't know if he's even the same coach. I thought he might have retired last year. The the defensive coach. Um, is it Rod? Marinelli. Yeah. Well, we still have him. Okay. I w- I think he would probably be a better head coach than. Well, the only yeah. knock on that is he was the guy that went over in Detroit when they went zero and sixteen. Yeah. He was their head coach that year. So I I don't disagree with you that I think that they that he could I, I think possibly he's, be I, better. I think he's I would look, say Bill he would Belichick be, won three games his first year coaching or something like that with the Browns. So, I was gonna say Jimmy lost. Yeah, he won mm-hmm. one game his first. Yeah. yeah. So just because you your first year as a professional head coach you yeah. didn't win the Super Bowl doesn't mean anything. I but I I say I think he'd be better because I think um, Rod has more of that old man grit like. Yeah. Tell me how to run my team. I'll run my team how I'm going to run it. Yeah, and that, and that I, I'll give you the nod on that definitely. And I think that's probably why he's on defense because he's you know he, I got you know you can say what you want. I'm going to run my defense how I'm going to run my defense, and outside of that, get out of my way. Um, I, I think our but see, and I say all this stuff. Our coaches are still good. They're still smart, but I think they just outsmart themselves. Yeah, that's I, I could see Jason that. Garrett's problem. It's not that he's not smart enough. It's not that he doesn't know the football enough. It's not that he can't relate to the players. It's not that he can't pull the best out of. It's he outthinks himself. Let's go back what eight years when they had Marion Barbarian and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Julian Thomas or whoever the other running backs were. Marion Barber runs up the middle. Yeah. When you put him to sweep to the left or sweep to the right, he's gonna get caught for a loss of yards. Yeah. Now you say, well, everyone knows he's going to run up the middle, so let me sweep him. Yeah. That will throw him off. No, that will do exactly what they wanted. <laughs> right. They stop him because he's not fast enough. 
and this was a long time ago, but I, it's the same things. He gets too cute with things. Yeah. Do what works and you'll succeed. That's what I think when I seen. So like last year, my biggest critiques that I've seen, um, one, I think that they gave a lot of Dez's drops on Dez, not necessarily giving uh, Dak the credit that he deserved in that. I said from a lot of the plays that I've seen, I think they were sloppy plays that he threw. Like the balls, like they were, you know, it wasn't Dez wasn't in the right spot. It was like he threw that one too low or he threw that one way too high. And I think, it, you know, they don't gel. And from what I've seen from – Ask people, yourself why. Well, I was going to say from what I'm hearing, um, Dak doesn't really – like Dak, um, tr- uh, he, he practices on his own uh, schedule. He ding, 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 ding. Yeah. There you go. See, there's a difference. Dak, when his career is done, I think he's going to be one of those guys, whether he wins a championship or da- in Dallas or not, he's going to be one of those guys that made a, a handful of uh, Pro Bowls, uh, maybe a couple All-Pro teams. But the reason he probably won't be a Hall of Famer, and it, it's not to say that he won't be as good as he can be, but when you look at the, the most famous, uh, greatest quarterbacks of all time, Look at Peyton Manning. Look at, um, at uh, Aikman, Troy Aikman. Right. You look at those quarterbacks. What they would say, and, and what Peyton did, he called up his wide receivers. He said, hey, we're going to work out on these days in the offseason. Right. And he told them to come over here. Right. Now, there was a handful of receivers that wouldn't do it. And guess what? He stopped throwing to them. Not yeah. because he was trying to be uh, ugly to him. Yeah, it was just he had rapport with all these other guys. And those other guys, they may not have even liked him off the field. I don't know. Yeah. But they, they knew he's willing to work. You look at uh, Michael Irvin when he was with Eggman. Michael, yes, he partied like a dog, man. He was yeah. out there. Yeah, all, definitely. All, yeah, he was partying. <laughs> that was, that was the, probably the worst thing about his career was the fact that he partied too hard. You know what, though? It apparently wasn't because he partied so much, but he was up there with Aikman working out anytime Aikman wanted to work out. Right. Uh, well, I say it was, was it? it was. I would say it was the downfall because I think he had more years than. Yeah, him. it probably killed his body. Yeah. Yeah. But so Nate Newton, uh, former um, guard for the Cowboys, said this story once. He's like, "Yeah, I was out there partying with with uh, Michael and and all those guys. We were at the White House. We were partying like crazy. The White House is where they uh, right. did all their illegal stuff. So <laughs> he said we we're out there partying like crazy, and and I decided I was gonna sneak out a little bit early so I can get some rest, so I can be out there and beat them all. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna beat them tomorrow. I'm gonna get to the facility before I've them. Heard this story before. And, and so he says he gets up there at. 5.15, and he says he knows Michael left, like, hours after him. He says, I show up there about 5.15, 5.30, and Michael's already been there for 30 minutes before me. Yeah, He's like, this man was out there. He's like, I don't know how he did it. He said, but you couldn't get there earlier than That's Michael or Emmett or or <laughs> That's why Troy. he had to retire early because he was tired. Cause <laughs> but see, the, the thing that killed me with Dak, was somebody asked uh, one of the rookies, I think it was one of the rookie cornerbacks, uh, Dak's first year. Yeah. They, they asked him on the, the radio, so is Dak one of those guys that's uh, first in, last out? They said, no, he, he leaves pretty late, and he gets there pretty early, but I beat him every day. And, yeah. and he said and he a handful of other guys. He wasn't saying to get him in trouble. He was just saying it is like a fa- matter, matter of, of fact. fact. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, okay, 
if you're not out there, and, and there was a handful of receivers this offseason that were saying, yeah, we've been calling Dak up to, to work out with him, and he wouldn't yeah, answer that, or call back. I was going to say, I've seen, um, what's so, his name, Chris, from whatever the the one show, the Fox Fox's uh, okay, yeah. uh, show, whatever, Chris was saying, uh, I, you know, I, I've talked to a few of his receivers, you know, you know, some of the rookies that are there, some of the – asking them it's like yeah we've been calling them for the last month which at this time i think it was a month before everyone did all the big trades where right february went, march right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he was like right now he was like right now drew Brees is calling his his players up like hey let's get into the hall of the, famer yeah you know he's like at this time he said the good quarterbacks the quarterbacks that are going to do well the hall of famers they're 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 calling up their their receivers and they're getting ready it's like it's not no one's ready for the season but it's you know the uh, we've allowed, I think at this time, it was like five weeks after the Super Bowl. Like, Super Bowl has been five weeks. It is time for you to start yeah. training you're, for you're, the new season. Your body's rested. Start working out again. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. That's why I say Dak is going to be good. And Dak's going to be really good. But the reason I doubt he'll be a Hall of Famer is those little things. Yeah. And With, that's, But that's, see, that's why I think that's why I think I'm more, like, Again, I wasn't the biggest Des fan, not necessarily because I didn't think he was good or anything like that. He came in, he'd made some amazing plays in the time we've had him. Talent. But yeah. But for me it was those things, those little nuances to find out like so you're gonna get rid of him and blame all this the the, the losing season on well, Des isn't Des anymore. Des hasn't been good. And I hate that they give that argument because they're saying... And especially because well, Des grew up a lot. Over the last several years he grew yeah. up and he started after behaving. His, and, and after his dad passed away, he pretty he much... Really he really matured. Yeah. And so I hate that they do that. Like, well, in 2016 was the last good year he had and he only played four games. Well, he broke his foot or whatever that year, had a surgery on his foot and then the following year, I think it was like that first year. It was whatever run was last year. I think it was 16, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so that was the same year he got hurt in the beginning of the season. And with Romo gone, there was no real reason to rush getting back out on the oh, field. Oh, yeah, and, and he was the ultimate as far as backing up Dak at that point. That's what yeah. you want your, your stars to do. Right. He was saying, look, Dak's our quarterback. We're going to support him because yeah. that's what you need to do. That's actually being a good leader. And and does. Des did some things that were that showed great leadership. Yeah. He also did some knuckleheaded things because I just you, could, think you never was, got the full hood out of him. Yeah, I think what was crazy to me was that we all know at one point he was one of Garrett's boys. And I don't know if it's, you know what, Elliot balls hard, so we're just going to you know throw it on Elliot, and Elliot's going to make up for what he lacks. And they should. <laughs> I mean, he's younger, but what I didn't like this previous season and I, I heard that they said they were going to try and teach him to pick his holes more. And I think... Who's he? Yeah. Well, so, look, like look. From his rookie year. From his rookie year, he was very much... As soon as he got the ball, he darted to where he wanted to go. Versus, like, I kind of seen him do a, a little bit more of a Le'Veon Bell situation. Not nearly. Not... I mean, he wasn't... If you ask me, he wasn't as good as Le'Veon is. Oh, and see, I, for me, I, I promise, because I probably saw eight games this year for Pittsburgh. Yeah. And, and that's a lot for me to watch Pittsburgh. And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to get himself killed. He was laying back even more Le'Veon than well, what, no, I'm than not what saying, he normally yeah, the, the did. Season, I'm not saying this was Le'Veon's best season. I'm saying Le'Veon, it, Le'Veon makes you think, like, why isn't he taking off? Why does he have the ball and he's not taking off? And I felt that was happening with Zeke. Like, Zeke wasn't darting with the ball a few times. because The offensive trying, line. 
that makes sense too because the the one uh, your, your the, left your yeah, left the, corner your best player yeah. and then you had a couple other injuries throughout too. the season. That's what it was. The yeah. offensive line wasn't gelling like they had. Yeah, well that this is where I differ from uh, Garrett because if my the game the one guy that where he had the six left, sacks yeah yeah I at that point I would have taken either a guard from the other side and said switch places I would have taken you do uh, something yeah. you don't keep that man on an island by himself yeah you, at very least you move over your tight ends put two yeah. tight ends on that side to block right but, that's but exactly he did nothing so yeah. that and that's where I say that the coaching fails yeah, sometimes I mean. There, those situations, but you know, I think a lot of these coaches, in my opinion, where where I differ from them too is, they go for the you know I know it's a three three yard you know if they don't if they're not a yard, maybe two, on that third down, they're gonna they're gonna kick the ball and I hate when they do that. Um, With Zeke, and, we we were more aggressive. We still were this last year. Yeah, but, I mean, no, I'm not I'm but, not talking about that. I'm just saying in general, like football oh, and, and, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. the pros. If you don't get, you know, less than two yards on your third down, you're probably going to kick the ball on the fourth. Where I'm like, nope, I'm I'm going to go for. I mean, it's two yards. Either you push it over or you don't. But there um, are more aggressive coaches. Unless you're close in the end zone, then I understand. But in general, there's more aggressive coaches now than what there were. But no, I definitely see what your point is because that's yeah. definitely still true. Uh, I'd say it's probably like five or six percent more um, right. that they take those chances than what they used to. But, but I think we have a handful of good uh, running backs now. Like, um, I think Le'Veon is still one of the – he's still top five, if not top three. Le'Veon, yeah. Um, I don't – I mean, outside of Zeke and him, I don't – nothing comes to mind as far as for – You want to know what's funny? I haven't heard people throw the race card out there yet as far as why running backs aren't getting paid. Because people want to pretend like running backs aren't uh, important anymore. But I, if you routine, routinely look at who's succeeding in the playoffs, it's a team with a running back, with an elite running back. And, and when you look at the players getting paid, it's still the quarterback. And the vast majority of the quarterbacks are what? Yeah, that's true. So I, I, I know that it might not be at but the you know forethought of, of why they're not paying these guys. Yeah. But the fact that everyone's trying to say the running backs are so disposable. Yeah. That why are they disposable? Truth is you need them. And every time a, a team gets rid of a great yeah, to get uh, someone who uh, is a rookie that they're going to have to develop again, yeah. that team is not contending for a championship. I, I think um, for every great quarterback, you need at least a, a half-ass decent uh, running back. Even, yeah. if, even if you're passing 60% of the time, you need to be able to run that run at least 40%. You need to be able to run in that fourth and one. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I don't think in the last 10 years a team has won without a decent running game. Exactly my point. Those teams that are up there. Now, you'll have teams putting but, up crazy numbers. But I'm, with, seeing a, I'm seeing a shift in the pay grade right now. Um, but especially not to the running back. No, 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 no. But, but it's we're, they're paying a lot of the linemen. A lot of money, you know. That's yeah, probably to protect more. what? Yeah, that's true. But I'm just because, saying because that's what they say, and, yeah. and that really is. They're saying, but we need to protect our though. investment. The quarterback's the most highly paid. But we think need about to protect this: them. twenty years ago, to give a, a lineman twenty, thirty million the way they're giving it now, 
it was like, no, no, you can get a good lineman for, for nothing. Fun, yeah, yeah, six six million. Yeah, you, <laughs> your, your left tackle got paid a lot, but not, not the rest. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it was funny, too. All those years that the Cowboys weren't succeeding, we had bad lines. And, and we had some lines that were good, but were only run lines. Yeah. And you, you didn't have a pass-blocking line. So and I there's think, a difference to that. I think for the uh, – just for the, the, the way the – the way it's set up now, I think it's interesting that, you know, Jerry was the one that said, we need to have uh, a salary cap. He pushed the NFL. He was a big proponent for the, the salary cap, which there's, you got to get smart. You want to keep a good team, young, healthy team to keep them within their range. But he he's also had the problem in the last few years managing with like, oh, we've We've paid a lot of people a lot of money. You've paid Dez a lot of money. You've paid Romo a lot of money. You've paid these players a lot of money to to do their best. And like, I hated 2016 year because our what two two highest paid players were on the bench the whole season. <laughs> they didn't show up until like week ten, which they still somehow or another somehow made it to the playoffs. <laughs> Which was crazy in itself, but I just think it's like we've had a like we didn't pick anybody up when they let a lot of those players like switch and tr- you know trade and all that back in what was it March when all the big trades were happening, and I was just like, why didn't they do it? And then it's like there's no money, and that's that. There's a speculation that's why Dez is gone is because the the money he was gonna need. Look, yeah, whatever. look, Dez was gonna get paid decent money. But they're trying to pretend like Dez was the highest paid receiver in the league. He wasn't. There, there was no, people but he, getting paid more. Now, there, but, there's people that he's better than that were getting paid more than him. Now, that said, I, I, I'm not going to say that it was a bad decision to cut him. I think it was a bad decision to not at least – if you were going to cut him, if you guys are like, we're going to wind up cutting him because he's not going to take the pay cut we want – yeah, and, it doesn't and, seem like they really talked and made an effort yeah. to keep him. And that's that's my thing because I agree. You, if at very least it would have looked better, I would have been more comfortable with the idea. Of Optics saying, matter. Yeah, yeah. I would have said, oh well, yeah, it sucks that he 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 left because he didn't want to take the pay cut. We offered but, him eight million. He yeah. said no, and unfortunately, we we just felt that we need. Yeah, the, the fact that they didn't the, do that that yeah. that does that bother to, me that too. that really bothered me as a fan. Like, uh, you know. But that, to me, was probably the one thing that I was like, you know what? I think that might have been more of an optic from uh, if if Garrett had a backbone at any point. Like, look, you know, we're going to have to pay Elliot soon. We're going to have to pay Dak soon. Let cut ties from him now. If that was anything, and that might have been why he was upset because they didn't ask him. And he might have said last year, I'm not going to take this pay cut. But when he started thinking about how everyone was like all the backlash of how they felt like the season was his fault, he was like, look, they don't think I'm worth it. I'll do a prove it deal with them and try it. And when they didn't offer but him. But you know a, what? He might chance. have shot himself in the foot when he said that, hey, I played good. hurt all, all year last year and yeah. uh, they didn't respect that. And I still got the blame. So this year I'm not going to play hurt. Yeah. So when you make those kind of statements, the team might have thought, you know what? If you ain't gonna play, then why are we gonna pay you? When the, You're flat again, out telling again. me that that well, if again, you got he, a tweak, I'm <laughs> I'm not gonna go out there and try. So he he literally said it himself, though he wasn't gonna take that pay. I mean, but again, 
They might have said, well, he did well, But that's what I'm saying. He might have just shot himself in the yeah. foot. With, with yeah. them hearing those things, that might have yeah. been it. But that was also the same thing with uh, Earl Thomas. Uh, he caught some backlash. Like, you're not even, you know, I think if we don't Earl get wants him, out. Yeah, Earl wants out. Uh, but I think. I mean, and I so think, many of the guys that he had fun playing with back there are gone. Yeah. Earl wants out. They say it was funny. I heard that he literally would leave his games. Yeah. To rush home to watch the Cowboys games if the Cowboys played uh, after, uh, after his game. Yeah. So I, he would like dart home. They said. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, I don't know if it's a well-known thing. I don't know if it's necessarily even true, but I think it's a, I think it's a fairly true that. Let's go with the fact that it is <laughs> that most teams. Most players on most teams want to be a cowboy. I don't know why. Well, the the popular thing that that is often um, said is if you played in the NFL, you were either an NFL player or you were a Dallas Cowboy. Yeah. Players go. If you were a Dallas Cowboy, I was a Dallas Cowboy. If you played on any team, That's, I played in the NFL. That makes sense. And I, I think with that, because the Cowboys have such a fan base. That supports good, bad, and ugly, and we hate it. If you're a fan, like we hate the ugly when it's there, but you, you know, I mean, the Cowboys are are the Yankees. The exactly. Cowboys are the Yankees, are the Lakers. Yeah, they're, those are the teams that are, even when they're god awful, they're still as big as the league. Exactly. They're, you may say they're not bigger than the league. Okay, fine, but they're as big as the league. Right. All right. Sorry, guys. We went on a whole football sports thing. Don't be sorry. <laughs> uh, if you're if you're not a, a fan of football, I apologize. But because we're supposed to talk mostly. Become about a fan of football <laughs> so you can boycott it with us. <laughs> Anyways, um, more sports stuff just because we've been talking about sports most of this. Uh, did you hear about uh, Serena losing? Losing? Well, yeah, she didn't win one of these. Uh, like, recently she didn't win. Um, I forget what. I heard she made it to the championship. Did she, she lose she the championship? Lo- she lost. but Good for nothing. <laughs> but I was surprised because it's interesting because before she lost or before she got to the championship, she was saying, like, if I have another kid, I probably won't uh, Oh, well, she said she, she said she almost died during her pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. She had so many complications. But what she was saying that she likes being a parent so much that she was like if I have another kid I probably won't play. But then she but since she lost, I don't know if it was maybe the the thrill of competing again, like you know, you're new to being a mother, you're having a good time, you know, it, it's all new to you. Yeah. But now when you're in the in the whole motion of competing and to lose something that you typically win, just like nope, I got I still got more game in me. She said she's got a few more season or a few more years in her. So I just found it interesting because she had literally just said like, "Oh, if I have another kid, I I won't play anymore." Factor in the near death experience during the pregnancy, those complications, yeah. And then you you know knowing that if she does have a kid, it's she's going to be so much older. I mean, she's already yeah. an older player, yeah. uh, in, in a young woman or young man's <laughs> game, you you know. And she's, so, but I mean, she's a beast. She's still she, killing. <laughs> probably the best ever. I mean, I, I don't think there's a question to her. Being, well, I, I don't know the history of women's tennis, and I know there were a lot that were better. Funny uh, thing is, I actually think that if she didn't play, we would be talking about Venus 
like that because there were so many times Venus came in second <laughs> to yeah. her yeah. that Venus would have all these records and that yeah. kind of sucks for her because I actually liked but her more than I did Serena when they the, were young. The thing about uh, Venus was she kind of helped set her up. She she taught her. She she's the one that. Oh yeah, well, like that's their story. Was it's, like, it's that little brother competing against the older brother, which it, makes them play tougher. Little sister competing against yeah, her big but, sister. But it was more of I think, from my understanding, was Venus had to do well so that Serena could um, actually Get do. In. Yeah, yeah, like like she always knew that Serena was better, but she had to be. So she was good. She just knew her sister was better. Yeah, and that, and, that happens. And, that yeah. happens a lot too, though. But I but, mean, that's but, very much the Peyton and <laughs> not to go back into football, but that's Peyton and, and his brother. So yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they say that their oldest brother was the best football player, Cooper, yeah. but he got hurt in high school, some trash like that. But you, you know, it, it happens. But you know, it's funny though. Um, we look at the women's tennis and. and we, I think here in America, probably care more about women's tennis than we do about men's tennis because we don't have any. Ever yeah, since uh, Sampras and Agassi, we don't have that. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's probably true. I, I think it's in, like we don't. There's some, you know, without some of these stars, we wouldn't care. I don't think there's there's not a second star that people even, you know, there's no debate in, nah. in these that we're like. In this situation, in, in tennis, yeah, we debate between her and her sister. But had, you know, one not been there, you might have talked about the other one. But, yeah, it's just different. Like, you don't have those those players, you know, like soccer. You don't think about soccer players really. Because um, the best soccer players are probably playing basketball or football. Right. Like, like those athletes. Yeah. You, you have those guys that, that would be great at, at these things. So, in the U.S., the people that should be the best are right. probably playing other sports. And that said, there's probably guys out there that aren't even on anybody's radar because their parents don't have the funds to pay for them to yeah. to be in all these tournaments. And it all reminds me of that song from, um, like, two, was it 2004, I think it was, uh, Jadakiss did that Y song. And he was talking about like why is there a guy that played better basketball than Jordan that never made it out the hood? Oh yeah, like and it's it's a real thing. Like you got to think about it. Even when we're Look, talking music, like, some of those guys do it to themselves, and you know it as well as I do, because there there was you always had a buddy who you saw out there on the court that you were like, man, this this guy's sick. But then they didn't have the desire. They they went into the thug life or whatever. Yeah. Some of them, not by choice. But yeah. a lot of them, it was by choice. They would yeah, rather yeah. be out I there. I mean, definitely. that That's the thing. Um, so just talking to people, you know, I'm, I'm transitioning out of uh, graduating right now, and I'm doing this podcast. And, you know, if, if you know who I am, you know I've done uh, – I've rapped for many years, and I'm making beats now. And, and I'm, I'm in this transition. So either you know me as, oh, he's finally coming back, and I'm going to do something great, or you're just getting to know me, and you're finding out who I am. And the thing is, I've never made, I've never said I was the the most talented. I've never said I was the best at rapping or or, or producing or anything. Except like for that, that one time, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I've never really claimed that. I've always claimed that I just outwork everybody. I know what it takes to to continue. Because the thing is, you, when you're doing something that you enjoy or you think you're you you want that um, result, you have to keep going whenever that result isn't coming. Um, for instance, 
I did a, a song. I got a song placement a long time ago, on a like back in two thousand seven uh, with DJ Small. I submitted the song, and like my rapping back in two thousand seven compared to my rapping in two thousand eighteen is miles better. The creativity, the way how I know how to to say things and record everything now is so much different. But back then, I just took this song that like it was a good song. It's still a decent song. But I was like, it's different because I know everyone's that's submitting songs. They're going to do this like super gangster rap. They're doing crunk music. They're doing this and that. Whatever the, the sound was at the time. And I took like a mellow song to stand out a little bit different. I completely forgot that I even submitted the song. But then I got the email. They wanted to put it on a, on there. And I was like, and that's the difference. Most people, they submit something and they're waiting for a response and they don't get a response fast enough. They give up. Or, you know, maybe they don't get put on there and, and they give up because they didn't We've get We've been in this business for so long, and you've seen so many cats come and go. Just, just look at, so the first time we went out there on a rap competition, yeah, we, we uh, came across, I came across this fella. His name was Jesse. Uh, we came across this fella, huh. and oh, he Jesse. said, hey, man, I host this rap battle every week at this club, blah, blah, blah. You should come out. And first day we roll out there, me, you, country, and what, did D come out with us that time? Uh, I know me, I, you, and country yeah, I, for I, sure. I think it was. I think at that time D was still running around pretty tough with us. Yeah, I just don't um, remember if he was there or not. I'm pretty sure he was. But e- either way, so we roll up to this club, um, and it looks like I have money because I had just gotten paid. I really didn't have money. All that was rent and electricity <laughs> and all that stuff money. But I, I had nothing but $100 bills. We go out there. We get in VIP because Jesse had us on the list. We go to the bar. And, and all of y'all are under 21. Yeah. So <laughs> you go to the bar. I buy sodas for everybody. Pay with 100 and, Right. And all these people are looking at us like, who are they? Well, we go out there. And then. The first day, I'm out there. I'm talking trash to all these rappers that are up there, yeah. um, clowning on them. Then we come back the next week. Country wins it all. And, and then we just keep going yeah. through these struggles. Not what we were making money with it, but we were like, okay, well, these are some of the things we need to do. Yeah. it. I mean, the the game has changed from, you know, if, if you've been in the game from, from like, back then. Yeah, from 2004. To 2018, the difference in the rap game is, you know, CDs were still a valuable source. Like, I still maintain if you're an independent artist nowadays, you still need CDs, even though, what is it, um, no stores are selling CDs anymore. Yeah, Best Buy is out on them now. Yeah, and Best Buy was the last one holding out. Walmart was out. Target was out, I think, uh, back in December. So, Oh, wow. Uh, no, but but either way, the, the, the thing but, is, though, just because... It, it looks bad or it's hard. Yeah. If you really want it, you can't quit that easily. We, yeah, We've yeah, seen guys definitely. that were awesome that were like, man, this this person has the skill, so, but do they have the heart? That's and that's what I'm saying. Like you know, you, you get a it's, so you get one person telling you no, and it crushes you. Um, and and in this for some of these guys, yeah, yeah. For and, well, for a lot of the talented people, that's what I'm saying. Like that's my whole thing. If you're, you're, you know, some of these players have the talent. Some of these rappers, singers, they have great talent. The thing is that they have so much talent that they want it handed to them or they want it easier for them versus someone like me. I'm going to win because I'm going to keep working. Eventually, you keep working at it. Eventually, you get that summer body you've been working on for the last seven years. If you keep going to the gym, working on it, working on it, eventually you wake up like, oh, yeah, I did wind up losing the weight that I thought I was going to or I wanted to lose, you know. Sometimes it you know might 
what someone gets in six months, it might take you a year. What you know, or three years, you know, it just it happens in its own time when you put it in the right work, the right time, and um, look so at Dre, look look at Dr. Dre. If Dre gave up after world class wrecking, world class <laughs> wrecking crew, yeah. If Dre gave up after NWA, if and you look broke at the up, legacy of Dre, man, you I mean, definitely... you look at these guys and Dre, the first hip hop billionaire out there. But even still, you don't hear nothing from him anymore because now he's just making uh, business decisions. Like, yeah. like the music, for all I know, is probably still out there, still making a track or two a year for everybody. But, uh, yeah. but, but the thing is, but what's a million dollars to a billion? Exactly. <laughs> you know, you you got these people who, yeah, what was it? I heard that Oprah at the age of thirty or thirty-five had just gotten fired from a gig. Yeah. And so she didn't blow up till years later. Yeah. At age 30, 35, he's, he's you can say, thing. I'm done. Yeah. And, and people could understand. They'll be like, well, it's about time. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you can only take it. So, I mean, again, anyone, I mean, sometimes it's not where your heart is. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that either. Like, you know, no. I could, I, I, I believe in my heart, I could have been a professional football player. I'd be retired right now if you think about yeah. it. And at the age, like, I'd be like, oh, yeah, he's been in the game for so long. But the thing about that is it was too easy for me. I was more passionate about music than I was football. Like, I didn't want to put in the the same time we were talking about Dak not putting in to get to the, the chemistry with his players. I didn't want to do that. I was like, I like playing football for fun. I don't like playing this as – To work out. Yeah. And, yeah. And, um, and, you know, the same thing, Ricky Williams. I think Ricky Williams could have been one of the best running backs of all time I, if he had the desire – to play football. Yeah, I think Ricky would have been our modern Barry. Like, I don't think we would talk about Barry Sanders the way we talked about Barry Sanders Ricky now. was stupid good, and but he didn't want it. He yeah. only went back to play because he owed millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, so all that, there. I mean, the, the work ethic is there. So for me, like I said, I – I continue to work at it. I had a, a guy tell me one time at a place that I was working at and when I worked at this grocery store, he's like, you know, I like you because you're going to make it and I know you're going to make it because you keep working. And at this time, this is like my early, early days of rapping. Like at this point, I'm I'm hard to stay on beat. I'm, you know, I, I'm recording off the top of my, my computer at this time. But I was constantly the bringing sock. <laughs> yeah. the sock on the hanger. <laughs> With the uh, mic on the top of yeah. your gateway computer. <laughs> it wasn't a gateway, but it was an <laughs> HP. But <The> anyways, getaway. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, and I, I still have that computer. It still, it still works and everything. But um, I had to go through those hardships to learn. I've said that. Like, even still, we've went from St. Louis to Houston with no money in our pocket saying, like, look, we're going to sell these CDs look, and, and we, do it. <laughs> we had the CDs spinning in Hawaii. I, yeah. I mean, we, we've had songs spinning in Hawaii because we, I was like, hey, I'm going to Hawaii. I'm going to put these out in the clubs. <laughs> and then the yeah. strip clubs throughout the U.S. I mean, wherever we could get a DJ to play music, yeah. and we had a lot of rejections. A lot of people making up mm. excuses as to why they wouldn't play it. Right, right. And, and But if you're not willing to deal with the rejection of it in this industry – then you're not going to be able to get to the success. I, I think that's why we have older rappers now. Um, a lot of people focus on these younger rappers, like, oh, they, they mumble and whatever, whatever. But I, th- I generally believe, like, 
a lot of the good rappers that still rap, like let's say MGK for instance. MGK's I think just now hitting thirty. If not, he's like twenty eight, twenty nine, somewhere around there. But he still enjoys the art of real rap as far as for and I'm not I'm when not I to, it's like this. I, I generalize and say I don't like hip hop today. What I mean is I don't like mainstream hip hop right, today. Right. The hip hop today, if you really listen randomly to, to these guys, there's some really good artists. Some guys that make you say like, whoa. Right. But right. Uh, mainstream hip hop is god awful. Yeah. For the I most mean, part. I mean you know, if if it's not made for you, we're talking mumble rap, whatever. Like, the one thing I'm learning is some of these rap, mumble rappers are actually realizing the art of rap. Um, I think what happened was we went through the phase of like lean and all that, like so mid two thousands. Uh, you mean the whole chicken noodle soup trash? No, that's always been. I mean, <laughs> no, you you're gonna get stupid songs either way. Yeah, yeah. you are. I mean, Historically speaking, we've all we, no matter what year of hip hop you 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 do. Oh yeah, there's always been that like this song is garbage. I don't know why it became a thing, but it was. Yeah, and it's gonna happen, you know. But but in general, um, what I'm saying is like I've heard like Little Yachty, like Little Yachty. I I personally just don't like his voice. It's just too deep and it's kind of weird to me. Um, but I've heard him recently and realized like you know what he's actually trying to put the time in writing good rap like maybe because of the genre of music that's out right now people aren't respecting him because of the name of that he came in on or anything like that but i i generally think like he's taking time to learn how to write a rap how to write these bars the way they're supposed to be and it's growth and that's that's what happens you know we've i mean because we were the luxury of having a studio and be able to do some like we've done some stupid songs that never made it out um because we like we think fun. it's. We thought it was funny, <laughs> but it wasn't something that we thought we should put out. Um, and that's you know, I mean, whether it was messing around just because we thought it was funny, or maybe we just it just wasn't to our expectations of what a, like we had a better song basically. But it it's the process of, of the game, and I think a lot of these like uh, I'm a big Snow the Product fan. If you're listening, you know I'm a Snow, Snow the Product fan. She's just now starting to get some recognition, but she takes a lot of time in writing her craft. And I think that's what I was going with. Like a lot of these artists that actually rap lyrics that you can hear or have a style or have a, um, a clear, like when, when you hear them rap, they have clear lyrics and not the mumbling stuff. Well, look, we They're, were just talking a few weeks ago about this. I was telling you that for me right now, the top five artists, I, I got like three women in there, three or four women right. in the top, Five, in my top five of right. current um, hip hop artists, right? Uh, Snow the products, one of them, and and then uh, I know that you're not as high on her, but Iggy Azalea, I'm still high on her, uh, and, I, and mean, I heard a couple new tracks from her too, and I, I still like I her, her flow, I like <laughs> her her style, but that said, it, I don't care which artist out there, I don't care if you're Tupac Shakur, Biggie Smalls, there's someone out there that hates your music. That's true. So that's a fact. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, if you like it, whatever, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying, I think a lot of these artists, Heck, they there were handle- people out there that actually liked my music. <laughs> we'll never play that music Shut on this podcast face. ever. <laughs> it's actually subliminal. I, <laughs> I take that back. If there is one song that was really good, um, it was on my first album. If you guys want to go check that one out. <laughs> there were several. <laughs> They just haven't been heard by anyone but me. <laughs> but, no. 
realistically speaking, I think that's why we have this. I think we have a generational gap. I think you have the ones that are in their late twenties to early thirties that they're closer to to my age, and they they grew up with the DMXs and the and the the lyricism that we had. And you have the newer ones that are sixteen to twenty one that they grew up with, like the Little Wayne. Uh, and all that stuff that that was like, oh yeah, it's drug music, and that's what they're highly influenced on, and that's what they did. Just like in ours, we were saying like, you know, we listened to gangster rappers that were really from the streets of those gangs and all that, or and at then, least that painted the pictures that we saw, right? By being out there, yeah, yeah. So, but th- there's the difference in that style of music, and that's what I'm saying. Like that's the big gap. Um, I think it probably. Probably if you didn't have an older brother or someone older that you hung around, you didn't have the appreciation for your DMXs and uh, 50 cents and M&Ms. Like, you know, I actually, the thing I find crazy to me is like most rappers that are like lyric rappers are white now. Oh, yeah. But but you know what? It's because hip hop transitioned or, you you know, it it made it acceptable. Yeah. At the and you can't give all the credit to Eminem because it really wasn't. But when no when, Eminem made it possible for the a white rapper to be taken serious, even though few have even after him, uh, he no, set no, the no. bar so high that well, it made it very hard. But what, no, but you're willing to listen to them. Oh yeah, because Vanilla Ice made them all joke. Well, what was it? Um, Bubba Sparks. He was hot for a minute. I mean, uh, you, but you, that, I think that was Timberland. Like. No, but either way, a, a white rapper, yeah. you, you, you know, you, you'll get away with it. But, no, there's a lot of white rappers right now that are actually really damn good. There's a lot that, of them, yeah. That are um, really giving homage to, to the rap industry, and they're they're giving respect to it. They're not trying to jack it. They're, yeah. they're really giving they're, respect they're, to they it. They respect it probably a lot more than a lot of the, the black artists that have A been lot of the young ones that yeah. are. But, you know, it, yeah, it, it's just um, – but then they what, hit that age. They, were they hit hearing. that age that, I, like I was talking about, like they're in their late twenties, early thirties. That yeah. they grew up in that time where, if you liked rap, this is it. So, but I mean, it it's it's all relative. It's all interesting. It's to me, I like the state of music in general, just because if you really listen to music, like I listen to music, you can find something. One way or the other. It might not be advertised on the radio, like, oh, this is the new hottest thing or whatever. But you, it's at your fingertips. You can stream it on your YouTube. You can stream it on Google or Apple or whatever your streaming preferences are. And I like apples. <laughs> so I think, I, I personally, I know everyone always says that, you know, music is trash these days. But I think it's in a, in a great place because, like I said, you can listen to it anywhere Anyhow, you want to whoever you want to listen to. It could be Billy Bob from Oklahoma. And to that, um, I think you're wrong. Music is trashy. So no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like like I said, I listen. I, I try to give everyone a shot. If I run across a new artist, they tell me something. Um, you know about a new artist I should check out. I try to listen to them. I am also very honest when I can. I can tell you if I see the potential. I see the talent. I've even as a label owner, I've signed artists that I was like, look. I think they're bad, but they have a work ethic that I like. I can say that I've signed people that I thought were very talented. And some that people I, that it was like, man, this person's coachable. Yeah. We, we can get them there. Yeah. I think I, I might be biased and I, you know, I won't, you know, lie about it. 
I genuinely believe any artist that I've ever worked with, I've I was I've made them better when they worked with me than when they weren't working with me. Um, with the exception of Frost, I think I've coached Frost enough. Even now, um, I still talk to him and help him make his moves. So it's not even though I'm not necessarily directly um, involved in the recording process as much, I still kind of help him direct his career. And um, I think because of that, I still think he does very well and is is on the right path. Frost is night and day better than what he used to be. <laughs> a lot but, of people wouldn't, you know, if you're a fan of him now, you probably weren't a fan of him. In his early days, I mean, there's only, I mean, in well, his very days. different style and what and what he does. I mean, in a lot of his old songs, I still like, but he's he's learned his voice. Yeah, and he and he, he, he really and, has developed and, as an artist. He's one of my favorite artists from now that nobody knows, and I yeah. say that not not disrespect, but you yeah. know, still up and coming artist. Yeah, uh, Frost Frost is fantastic. Now, even when when he's, I have a favorite artist, personality doesn't mean I like every song of any right, artist. Right, I, I, right. I mean. Heck, for the longest, I was a huge Snoop fan, and then I hated everything that he did, and didn't make me stop being a fan of his. I would right. give his stuff a listen to, uh, you know, but Bone, styles change and Bone Thugs and Harmony is, is is my my group. Like, yeah, I've been a fan of them since I was a child, and as an adult, I'm still a fan of theirs. I definitely did not like the last album of them all as a collectively, and I I wanted it. I think my and expectations. they didn't like you either. <laughs> My expectations for that album because Flesh finally came home was probably too high because I was like, oh, Flesh is home. We're going to hear it. It's going to be amazing. And I think because of that, I was expecting what you got in 93 when Flesh was out originally. And I know even though I knew they had grown as a group into a we want to talk about changing the world, not just smoking weed and devil worshiping and things like that. Let's get P.O.T. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you know they they grew up grew out of just doing that, and they wanted more diversity, and they I mean they were, I mean they still rap fast, they still harmonized, and they did their their thing as far as for that. But the the songs that you heard of like oh I, I mean I don't even think they use DJ Unique anymore for their beats and all that. Um, but if you didn't hear the Busy Bone and Crazy Bone album that they did it that they did last year called Ways, it, hands down one of my favorite albums of last year. I would tell you guys to check it out if you haven't. Um, I'll say this uh, to your comment a few moments ago saying that every problem. artist that you <laughs> worked with ha- has become better artists. No, while they were working with me, they were better. You <laughs> should have worked with me because I never developed. I did work with you. You didn't no, want to work didn't. with my schedule. You didn't want to work with me. You said that could be better. And then you walked away. <laughs> In my defense, there was... You didn't many, like my stuff. I know. <laughs> in my defense, many, many rappers that I've worked with would tell you the same thing happened. Um, I could tell you a few stories about when I worked with Good Swag Artists that they, they weren't fond of me because I worked a lot with Frost to help him. But when it came to their work, I'd be like, all right, I'll mix it later. And, I, you know, I would, I would, but I hated their voices and I hated little things. <laughs> And so what are you trying to say, cuz? <laughs> for you... I hate you, cuz I'm rooting. <laughs> no, for you, it was more of... I was still learning at the time to coach you to be better would have been hard. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, and look, honestly, the, the few songs that we did later that um that 
I learned my voice and I learned what I needed and then you coached me here and there. Th- those songs turned out fine, like the one on your album. You, you know. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is our very first song, the one that took eight hours to do. Eight, <laughs> eight or eight and a half. It, it was it, it easily was, eight hours. It, it was one song that shouldn't have taken us any longer than ten. Three and a half <laughs> minute song, eight hours to record. Yeah, it should not have taken us anything longer than an hour to be. Good thing we weren't paying <laughs> studio time. <laughs> studio time. But yeah, the song shouldn't have taken. And I think even to this day, without even necessarily knowing all the stuff I knew about mixing, it still holds up pretty decent. Uh, but yeah. All right, guys. I talked sports most of today. I apologize if that's not what you listen to us for um, next week. But I it will... should be. <laughs> but next week, I'll get back to my normal. We'll talk about things in, in pop or in pop culture, and we'll talk more music. Uh, there hasn't really been a whole lot of music that came out this week from Tuesday till today. Like, I, if I was to give you more suggestions, it would be the same thing I gave you on Tuesday. So, um, again, I'm recording this on a Sunday. So, whatever happened between Sunday and Tuesday, I didn't know about it. Apologize. I but, did. I just chose not to share. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Um, it's hot. <laughs> it is hot in Texas. You, you, see... <laughs> Y'all, y'all think it gets hot around where you're from? And look, I know I watch the news. I know every now and then Arizona gets really hot. But right now, we've been talking about 111. You said your car said 117 earlier. Yeah. It's hot. I seen, actually, I see it on uh, Instagram on Baller Alert. Somebody is like Texas heat right now. And they put, they put a pan of cookies in their windshield. And they put a chicken in there <laughs> to cook it. And I was sitting there thinking about it, like, man, that's not going to cook. And I was sitting there thinking about it. It's like, actually, if he closed that door, yeah, went inside. He gets 170 <laughs> degrees in there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, the chicken's not going to be good. But those cookies could very well be cooked in about two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, if you're in, in Dallas, um, stay hydrated. Uh. Stay cool. Uh, on the cool tip, if you live near old people, um, old people are always trying to save money that they ain't going to take with them when they die. Make sure they turn on the AC if they have it. And if they don't <laughs> have one, buy them a fan. I mean, it's too hot to be out there like this. So there you have it. Um, Public service announcement. <laughs> Is there any way that uh, people can uh, reach you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm on Twitter. You can hit me up through uh, Jay's links. Uh, um, I don't even remember what my tri- Twitter handle is. I've changed it twice. So Isn't it Rudy look v? me up. It probably is Rudy V 1982 because um, that's what I always use. Well, if you follow me, he still interacts with me. He's actually the one that told me I needed to talk about hip hop and sports and where they how they correlate together. I wasn't well-versed enough to actually go there, even though we talked about a lot of football today. I could have, but he didn't lead me there. <laughs> so but anyways as always you can catch me on twitter at sleep underscore e underscore j or you can follow me on instagram at sleep ej spelled the same way it's sleep the letter e the letter j um you can also follow him at the mall he likes people <laughs> to follow him it's kind of weird like that he'll but, put a big old sign oh. over his head also, while I'm thinking about it, if you hear a humming in this, I'm going to try and clean up the audio. Uh, my AC in my hotel room has been running so because it's hot. 
if you didn't catch that from Rudy telling you that it was hot, <laughs> it's hot. So we have the it running in here. But yeah. it's been fun. I, you know, as I said, I enjoy everyone. If you're following Rudy, it's Rudy V nineteen eighty two um, on his Twitter. So follow him if you want to cuss him out. If you want to tell him he's stupid, or tell him that nobody likes him because he likes it when people remind him that nobody likes him. I don't, but <laughs> it doesn't shock me. <laughs> it's been a good day. I salute you guys, and until next time, take it easy. I'm sending you nothing but positive peace, love, and positivity. Take it easy. Peace.